0: Welcome to Singing the Blues. I'm Dom Howson. And I'm James Marriott. I'm going to start with a very quick apology because this uh, episode of the podcast was meant to be a few days ago. Um, I've had a a few things going on with uh, some family issues and my mum not being very well, which has meant that everything's been a little bit all over the place. I didn't get a chance to uh, record. Uh, Thank you for um, a few very lovely messages on um, Twitter. Uh, But uh, yes, we are back. And I think we've actually we've played a bit of a blinder here because we can now forget all about the those two awful games where Wednesday lost and just concentrate on the victory. We are literally not going to even touch on the two defeats. We are just going to talk about the um, Coventry game as we record this on Sunday. It was yesterday and this most rare of things, it's called a victory a win i think there are other words for it as well i'm not really familiar with them it feels like it's it's been a while um first things first um a few changes then for wednesday so kieran westwood came uh, back into the team uh, I, I i i can't decide if i'm surprised by this or not
1: no i think he was really on the cards from uh, the way that tony peelish was speaking prior to coventry i think it was pretty inevitable Um, that Kieran Westwood, if he was fit, was going to come back in the team. And he trained a few times, so he'd proven his fitness. Um, And yeah, Westwood, you have to say, justified uh, the selection. Uh, For me, he was um, the the man of the match. I know a lot of people out there thought that the goal scorer, Tom Lees, was the the standout player for Wednesday on the day. Um, I, I wouldn't necessarily disagree with that, but I did think that second half Westwood uh you pulled off a couple of really important saves for Wednesday. Um and I thought he was a calming presence there, you know, for Wednesday. Um and, and when you look at it and think that they've really struggled to keep clean sheets uh under Tony Pewis. That was only the second one in nine matches. You know, for me that that was just as important as getting the result. Uh, and actually, yeah, you know, Wednesday could have scored three. Four goals. You know, a lot, you know Josh had a number of chances. He was quite wasteful. Um, so yeah, no, it was, it was a big improvement from uh, what went on before. That we're not going to discuss, James. <laughs>
0: I mean, it needed to be, didn't it? Because it was getting to the point of, it was almost borderline point of no return. And now you look at, you know, Wednesday off the bottom of the table, five points is still a, you know, it's a, it's a hefty gap, but, um, it's a lot better than being bottom of the table and it being a seven point gap. We are getting to Christmas now. We are allowed to look at, at league tables. So, um, we've got to start being a little bit practical about. This, which is, if we're not prepared to just give this season up as a as a bad job, we are going to need to to you know, start pulling those points and closing that gap. So um, psychologically, this was just oh, it was so necessary. It was so so necessary, wasn't it? To, I mean, the, that run of forms been just dreadful. The performances have been lousy as well. So uh, to finally have that that win and. It's a tiny little bit of light, but it's something that we can cling on to, and now go into, um, you know, what's going to be a busy period over Christmas, although probably no busy, the, the, it has been recently anyway. But um, you know, there is. Uh, an opportunity there for Wednesday to, to try and put together a few results and maybe you know in a couple of weeks it might look a little bit different but you know let's look at this one step at a time defensively how did Wednesday look I've got to be honest here by the way I didn't see any of the game at all so I am entirely relying on you I've I've just seen a few things that people have said on um, Twitter some positive stuff here and a lot of a uh, few people actually um, glowing about Joey pelley as well um, tell tell me kind of what you know how, how it was defensively because it's it's been looking Looking pretty shocking recently.
1: The spine of Wednesday's team was very strong on the day. James uh, from Westwood and goal to Windass was a threat up front. Uh, Peli Pessi um, did a lot of good work off the ball. Uh, you know, Liam Shaw showed uh, more signs of promise. I, I thought he tired in the second half, similar to the Forest game. But you know, again, first half I thought that you know he was he looked bright for Wednesday. Um, And then, yeah, yeah, Tom Lees uh, was very good. Shea Dunkley continues to impress uh, and has definitely brought some leadership to the the side that was much needed. Definitely looks like potential long-term captain material to me. And, yeah, Pewis has spoken pretty glowingly about Dunkley. So there were a lot of good individual performances Um, And Wednesday, they did ride the luck a little bit, second half. You know, Coventry should have scored uh, with the chances that it created. Um, And there was a big moment at 0-0 around the hour mark where Liam Palmer has made a big clearance off the line um, to keep out Ostergaard's header. And I think, you know, you have to also um, acknowledge and give a bit of credit to Palmer too for Filling in as a left sided centre half again. Now I know that it's a role that he's done a fair amount, but it is it's not his natural position. But with Berner, Joe Van Aiken all unavailable, um yeah, Aidan Flint we know is a long term absentee, you know, he came into the side when they're under huge pressure to get a result and to grind out and dig out a win. And so yeah, you know, I think you after a difficult sort of shaky maybe twenty minutes, half an hour where I think he was acclimatised in the position. I thought Palmer did did pretty well. And yeah, there weren't any weak links uh, for me in the in the Wednesday side yesterday. You know, I think that, that you know, it was, it was a good team performance um, and they, they just badly needed that win, didn't they, James?
0: It, it was very much a case of it, it didn't really matter what the performance was like. It was about getting the win. But what I'm hearing from you there are actually, you know, it kind of sounds like some some fairly positive stuff which is unexpected i think you know it's been it's we it's all been very thumbs down for a while so to have a day where the, you know you do come away with some positive stuff to talk about is um is very 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 uh, welcome and and dead important because You know, it's it's the depressing thought that we you know getting to the stage of almost having to write the season off before Christmas is uh is is pretty uh, horrendous. We go into traditionally, it's always talked about, isn't it? As you know, Christmas is that period where. You know, some teams hit good form. It can be a little bit make or break. feels like the the games coming up are going to be super, super important. I know we've got Blackburn on uh, Boxing Day. Then, uh, is it Middlesbrough after that? So then Middlesbrough on Tuesday the 29th. And then, I mean, that huge game on New Year's Day against uh, Derby. So, you know, three games there. that You know, Middlesbrough have been... very funny form, haven't they? This season they've been up and down and, and a bit all over the place. Derby terrible starts to the season. Things seem to be just leveling off for them a little bit at the moment. Blackburn, one of those teams on a, on their day who can put in a fantastic performance and beat pretty much anyone, but equally they can be um, they're they're a beatable team as well. I mean, it, this is going to be a very 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 important kind of week and a half, isn't it for um, for Tony Pulis?
1: It, it will be, James. And I think for me, really, Wednesday have to win two of the three. Um, I think that they are playing catch up now. And, and let's not forget that with the Rotherham Derby match being called off over the weekend, they've still got that one to play. Um, and the gap is four points. Uh, and Wednesday, they can't afford to, you know, if it's to get any bigger than that, um, or I think it, it gets to the stage where. Um, they'd be relying too much on results elsewhere as well as with what 26 matches to go I think Wednesday realistically are going to have to win 10 and maybe get three or four draws out of that so they're going to have to put close to promotion form to to get themselves out of the trouble that they find themselves in so it's going to be a big ask there's no getting away from it it really is and the Cavalry will come in January. Wednesday will bring in, um, you know, I've, I've been told that I think Tony Pearce would like to at least bring in a minimum of four new players. Uh, and, yeah, they need to get those signings done and some through the building as quick as they possibly can in January. But it's such a difficult market to operate in, as we know. that. And and if you look at Wednesday historically under De Ponchan's series, a lot of their business in January gets done late, but I don't think they can afford for that to happen this time.
0: Yeah, I mean, the the number of games that are gone by the time you get to the end of January's Huge, isn't it? I mean, every month this season is a big month. There aren't any quiet ones, um, and you know you're you're absolutely right that it, it's going to feel like a different window. I wonder whether or not there's going to be other teams though that also need to get business done pretty quickly, and whether that means that maybe will be quite active early on in the the transfer window. It's it's difficult to to call. Um, so what I mean we. <sighs> He, he, what, what's what Sturridge has kind of said is he has he given any hints as to what positions he is looking to to strengthen in as to you know what what kind of players he's looking to bring in I'm assuming we're looking at at least one or two strikers out of that if there's if we talk about four players.
1: We've talked a lot, hasn't he, about how disjointed uh, this squad is. It's the most disjointed that he's worked with, and how unbalanced it is. And it, and he's right uh, in the the formation that he wants to play. If he wants to go large with a back four, he hasn't got the players to play to play that. And the you know in that system, when you're looking at it as they've only got one left back on the books, and Matt Penny, and Matt Penny's not getting a look in, is he? right now under Tony Pewis. So left back is uh, an area where he would be looking to bring in a new face. Um, central midfield, slight surprise to me. Um, that I think that that's an area that, that he's looking to bolster. But then you look at Alex Hun, Fizeu, Deli Bashiru, They've fallen down in the pecking order. Delibashiru was playing for the under-23s last week on the same day as the first team were at Forest. Um, so there, I just I don't see them getting a lot of game time right now under Pewis and if anything, I could see at least one of them being loaned out in January. But yeah, bringing another central midfielder, um, and I, I suppose I get it in when you look at it. Massimo Luongo is again struggling with this knee injury. It's been a bit of an ongoing issue for him. Uh, now he might be fit for Boxing Day, but at the moment. How realistic is it that Luongo is going to be able to play all the time? Um, and for certainly in three games, weeks, they may have to manage that. You know, it's not showing any signs of improvement. Um, so, that you know, Wednesday have got to be very careful with Luongo, I think. Um, but yeah, and then up front and out wide are the other sort of positions. Now, I know we're going to talk probably a a lot about the transfer window in January. But, yeah, I mean, we've already touched on a number of times the the significance of it. But, yeah, you know, Wednesday have to try and go into it with um, a bit of momentum. They have to. um, Absolutely.
0: I think I think the hope that we've got to take from all this is something that we've we've touched on before when we've talked about Tony Pulis and you know we've we've maybe not been glowingly positive about Tony Pulis since he um, well since before he came in even when it was just kind of rumoured that he was likely to to come in. One thing that is for certain is that he does have those contacts, doesn't he? You know, he's been around the game for a long time. He's managed in the Premier League. You know, he he does know a lot of top managers and. Um, that, that's gotta hold some sway. If there's a player that a Premier League team's willing to let out on loan in, in January, uh, and, you know, there's three or four teams in for them, which is, is likely to be the case, isn't it? For, for good young players, you know, Wednesday are gonna be in the bottom three, whatever happens in the next couple of games. So, um, you, you would imagine that, that having, you know, Tony Pulis maybe to call in a favour or two is, is gonna be a trump card that we could really do with, um, having. So, there's there's something that's a little bit positive. I feel like I'm clutching at yeah. straws so here trying to find positive things, but um it, 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 yeah, there is some significance God. in that. Yeah,
1: there is. Uh, I suppose my reservation with that um and what would uh you know concern me and, and Pewis has talked about it um you know in the media is that with the the wages issue at Wednesday right now of where the players haven't been paid in full for November, um, and that's not the first time that it's happened this year over the last sort of twelve to thirteen months. Um, you know, it is concerning from a Wednesday point of view that it, it continues to happen, and it's not going to do a lot for squad morale. Either when you're you know you you signed into a contract and employees is, is employer is not actually honoring the contract now you now Wednesday've assured the players financial director John Redgate spoken to them this week to say that uh, you know that they will get paid their outstanding money this month uh, over Christmas um, you hope that they'll get paid the December salary as well this month or again they'll just carry on being in a raise but yeah um, you know I think for Wednesday will that put some players off wanting to join them you know that's my concern that's my worry you know if you were um, a player looking at or, or considering joining Sheffield Wednesday but if you had other options and then you weigh it up and you go well Sheffield Wednesday joint bottom of the championship they're not paying their players on time or, on, or in full right now and then you've got a better offer elsewhere, where are you gonna go? I think it's a bit of a no-brainer, isn't it? Yeah.
0: It, it that's a, that's gonna be a very tough market to operate in, and and um you know, we we don't often get drawn too much into off the field affairs, but you know, we can't ignore this situation with the the wages not being paid. The the other side to this, of course, is that you know, we now know that Wednesday have offered contracts to three players and you look at that and think, you know, as as much as we think maybe they're happy here and everything like that, you know, this is a, a, a club at the moment, as you say, that's in the relegation zone that everything is against it in terms of securing championship status for next season. Wages not currently being paid. We don't know much about the offers that are being made, but, you know, I think it's more likely that they're reduced terms rather than improved Terms, um, it, it's you find it difficult to, to kind of see those players wanting to resign and
1: stay. Would you in if you were in Adam Reach, Tom Lee's, and Barry Bannon's shoes? Would you be rushing right now to sign a new contract uh, with Sheffield Wednesday when you don't know what division the club's going to be playing in next season, uh, and then you don't know you know how fast is this wages issues going to be resolved? Um, you know you're gonna hang fire aren't you well, any,
0: anyway if, if, if we let, let's remove the fact that it's a football club out of it if you work for a company any company at all um and you know coming up towards christmas they don't pay you your full wage on time i mean to be fair coming up to christmas most people expect their full wage early let alone their full wage on time like you uh are immediately going to think I should probably start thinking about looking for another job because this is not looking positive here. They've obviously got problems. I'd be a bit daft to to not start looking around and just, you know, kind of like see what what else is is out there. Any of us would do that, and and you know, we're we're Wednesday fans, but we've got to extract ourselves a little bit from this and say, you know, if you're someone like Adam Reach, you still got plenty of his career to go. He's at a club which is. I've got to be honest staring at League One in the face right now um so much negativity about the place very little to get excited about or to feel positive about I'd probably think a little bit less of him if he turned around and went yeah, yeah I'll sign like you know he's he's he should still have ambitions at his age he should still want to do things with his career and actually you know if if we if we remove the fact that you know we have an allegiance yeah. to Wednesday out of the equation you, you would you would look quite badly on a player who just goes yeah fine I'll just stay then that that just yeah. shows no ambition or, or anything and I, I think I'd probably think a bit less of him if he did if he did do that now you know if something changes in the next few weeks and there's enough reason to to start seeing things more Positively, and and for them to think, yeah, actually, I do want to be a part of that. Then great, but it doesn't feel like that right now at Sheffield Wednesday, does it? it doesn't feel like, oh, the, the you know, it's it's early days, but you know, being part of something that's special, it's the opposite of that right now. It, it it's still, you know, we might have won on Saturday, but it still feels pretty rubbish all the way around Sheffield Wednesday right now.
1: Yeah, it does, James. Yeah, and one win hasn't it isn't going isn't going to change it. Yeah, I can't disagree with you, uh, and. I mean, the other thing I would say on the wages issue is that um, it's all very well fans, us turning around and saying, well, you know, they get paid incredibly well, um, so if if they're still getting um, a, a big percentage or a certain amount of their salary or whatever, then they'll be able to get by, but we don't know what their expenses are, you know, and, and this is it, you know, we don't know what football's lifestyles might be, so they, they, they may, you know, by being in arrears of their wages, you know, this could, you know, and over Christmas, the worst time of the year, you know, they could be financially in a bit of trouble for, all we know. So that's why, you know, we can't, you, know, you can't judge the players and you can't, uh, you know, think that right now, you know, this is it's not a good look. The Sheffield Wednesday uh, and it's again attracting more negative publicity at a time when um, they don't need it there's all there's enough on the pitch that's going wrong without then adding to this
0: you're absolutely right by the way as well and in, in terms of that point about you know if you're a footballer and you sign a contract for three years and this is going to be your monthly salary and you think right okay I'm going to go I'm going to buy a couple of houses because I know that I'm going to have that money coming in um, and that'll pay the mortgage and I'll rent them out. And then, you know, footballers careers are over quite early and it gives them that nest egg that they've got, you know, and a lot of footballers do that investing in property or investing in something because they can absolutely guarantee the amount of money they're going to have coming in for a fixed period of time. That's the way that contracts work. None of us could do that. Our employers can turn around at any point and say, right, that's it. You're out and you've got a notice period. Not or very few of us have a contract, which is say, mm-hmm. yeah, three years or four years or something. So footballers can do that. So, if that money's not coming in, yeah, all right. You know, relative to most of us, it's it's a much higher amount of money than we're used to playing with. But it is relative, and it doesn't really matter. If you sign a contract that says that you're going to be paid a certain amount, you are completely within your rights to expect to be paid that amount. Um, so, I, I'm not sure that argument particularly washes. At all, and 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 you know, it's it's not really to do with the sums of money, is it? It's to do with the stuff that goes alongside it, and it's to do with you know those kind of people that look at it, and you know, rather than thinking, you know, oh, how much does it matter? It's just like what. The hell is going on like that is ultimately what this comes back to isn't it that you know we, we are staring at a club that feels like it's just falling to bits like it's just crumbling at the seams now and you know on the pitch things aren't going well um, off the pitch things aren't going well and there's very little to cling on to there other than you know we got a win on Saturday in, in what sounds like you know a fairly scrappy game against um, Coventry a few more wins on the board over the next Next few weeks, maybe that changes that a little bit and there is a bit more positivity coming to it. But the number of fans, and you'll be seeing this as well, Dom, the number of fans saying that it's not even as if they get angry about this stuff anymore. It's just complete apathy and it's just disinterest and it's disconnect. You know, I didn't I didn't follow the game at all yesterday, and it didn't bother me. I wasn't remotely fussed. I was just, I just like don't bother. In fact, I'm probably happier not following it because my my emotions aren't controlled then by Sheffield Wednesday being rubbish again and you know what i mean they went and win and 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 that's that's brilliant but there's so many fans in that situation now who have have disconnected and we've not been to hillsborough for a long time now um you know it's not going to be long before we hit that point that it's a a, a year and you know we're not going to be back there within that 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 year we're not going to be back in hillsborough in january or or february how many fans now are so out of the habit that when you know football does return and they go better things to do in my weekend you know what i'm not i'm not going to put myself through it and stuff like wages not being paid and you know other things going wrong and lack of communication and, and other things all add to that point of someone getting to the end of the tether and going i'm done and that's what that's what Sheffield Wednesday need to realise is at stake here. It's not really about where the players are paid on time. That's an issue, but that's an issue between the players and the club. For us as fans, what that's actually causing is just adding to all this stuff. Where there's so many reasons now to just say, I, I, "I'm not going to do this anymore. It's just not. It's not worth it." And and uh, and walk away for a bit. And that's the scariest thing out of all of this
1: really is. Uh, the amount of people, and I'm sure you won't have been alone this weekend, James, that, that didn't bother to watch the match and didn't bother to pay £10, five, follow, um, couldn't care less. They, they would have rather gone and done their you know, last bits of Christmas shopping uh, instead of you know following the fortunes of Wednesday. And that sums it up. And it, this this is the the situation that, the club find themselves in. And and you're right, I do think that there's going to be some out there who will be voting with their feet that when fans are allowed back in the ground, they're not going to be prepared to stump up the prices that Wednesday um, have on match days that we know are one of the most expensive in the league. Um, And yeah, and I'm sure that there'll be season ticket holders as well that will not be renewing season tickets they may not uh, even bother to turn up and uh, it, it's hard to blame them right now as there is a real lack of positivity and yeah i agree with that i think that there is a disconnect right now and i don't know how it's going to be fixed it's not going to be i think overnight i think this is where um it's yeah results on the pitch can paper over the, the cracks a lot of the time um but now that we're not getting the results it's then everything off the pitch escalates doesn't it
0: we we can all yeah we can uh we can allow ourselves to wallpaper over some cracks sometimes but when there's nothing left to wallpaper it with then it really does become exposed and and that's the situation that we're we're in. And, and I hope next time we sit down and do this podcast that we've got another win or two and, and you know, we can feel a bit more positive about what's happening on the pitch. It's not going to change the the off the pitch situation. And, um, you know, we we can't have this same conversation every week. It's pointless. So, you know, there will be weeks where we, we don't talk about this because it's, it's just daft to do that. But it's not going to change. Like, I don't think my opinion is going to change by the team pulling together a few wins and they might even survive in the championship. But it, does that mean I'm suddenly going to be like, Oh yeah, you know, I'm, I'm so desperate to, you know, kind of start uh, spending my Saturdays doing that again. I just, I don't, I can't see it. And that is such a, f- a frightening thought that once you've, once you've lost fans who were in the palm of your hand and you lose them, how how do you repair that? How do you put it right? And, and and why are they not trying to? I think that's part of my issue is, why is there no attempt to try and figure out, well, why is there this disconnect? What can we do about it? It's, it's almost like a, just shrugging, you know, a football club stood there, just shrugging its shoulders going, meh, well, all right, fine, whatever. I wouldn't it quite say that. To mean, I
1: wouldn't go that It doesn't feel
0: like it. it doesn't no. feel like there's, there's any, any even interest in, in what, uh, you know why why fans may be feeling a disconnect right now
1: i, I do think that you know we have to uh, factor in and look at uh, the season ticket refunds for last season you know the sooner that that's resolved the resolved the better you know that will um i think appease you know a, a big proportion of the fan base um you know we know how complicated it is when so many fans have asked for season ticket refunds, but um, let's not forget that they're going to have to be doing the same for this season too. So the, the club right now, and they're not the, they're not alone in the country. Um, financially, these are just re- they are really difficult times, and that's where you know it's you know you've got to have sympathy for Wednesday right now, um, and uh, the chairman who um, is getting pelters left right and center you know he is we still do have to bear in mind he is propping up the football club and has been doing for the last nine months where there's absolutely zero revenue coming in you know all is is outgoings and and significant ones and so yeah you know right that's where you know and I'm not uh, saying he's immune for criticism far from it you know I think you know the book Stops with him um, and we've said this before that you know he's made mistakes along the way for the situation um that Wednesday find themselves on and off the pitch and, and has certainly played a part in the apathy that has, has been created but then yeah you know of course this global pandemic and the fact that uh, you've just got a lot of expenses, um, with players' salaries. Um, everything that it, it takes for running a football club is falling at his door. Um, and so yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a really difficult one for him. You know, that's where... And I'm sure there will still be some people out there who will be looking at him thinking that, yeah, you know, they do have sympathy for him in that, you know, no one saw this coming.
0: I, I do agree with you on that, actually. To be fair, but I think what I'm probably not articulating that well is that this is not really about money. This is about like a, a communication thing. It's it's about it. It's it's not about the financial aspect. It's about the emotional aspect. And um and I I'm, I mean maybe it, maybe that's just something that the chairman doesn't. Um, it doesn't feel his his area or something. I don't know. I'm 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 not sure that it is different. You know, it's not just about you know. The, I I'm not sure there'd be any fan that would say that you know they're not thankful for the fact that you know the the club would be in absolute you know financial disarray if 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 he wasn't putting his own money in. And you know the stats that you see about how much it's costing per month to keep this club going are fairly eye-watering and and you know i don't think we take anything for granted there but the issue is not really to do with that it's it's kind of like actually it's it, it the financial thing is harder to solve than the issue that we've got the issue we've got is is an emotional issue it's communication it's just talking and and that's actually you think well that's quite an easy one to fix so how can we get that bit wrong even if you know he's, he's taking care of the financial side it's like it, it's not it shouldn't be a hard thing to 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 fix the other, you've got fans who love a football club, so why would they ever fall out of love with that football club? It's, it's like it's it's almost like an effort to for, for that bit of it to go wrong, and yet here we find ourselves where fans who've been following Wednesday for you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 plus yeah. years. So they've never felt as disengaged and that just shouldn't be allowed to happen. But anyway, we could talk about this all day long. This is supposed to be a mini pod and we're, uh, we've are we already gone over the time that we said we were going to allow ourselves. So let's draw a line under that for now. Let's look ahead to, um, we've got two or three big games coming up over uh, um, Christmas. Next time that we speak, hopefully we will have a few more points for us to uh, to talk about and, um, and to be um, joyous and happy you about over the christmas period for now uh, you can catch dom at dom house and i'm at james marriott you can contact the show at dom and james big thank you to our goal partners title law solicitors uh, you can find it at title and the newly renamed wednesday picks available to download now uh, free to play and a thousand pounds on offer for every game thank you for joining us if you like singing the blues please rate and review the show in your podcast app up the owls See you next week and have a fantastic Christmas.